0: today moving forward because that's what we're doing <laughs> and uh, I rang Pastor Robin yesterday I said I don't know what to call my message <laughs> I don't know what to call it <laughs> but um, she gave me some inspiration which was awesome so thank you for that um, you know Centre Church is a is a church with a really strong and solid foundation and um, and the, and it's the, the many sacrifices that pastor don and pastor robin made over their decades of service pastor robin has an extra decade in a bit (laughs) than pastor don um but but i just you know god never overlooks that you know he he knows how much dedication you've put into center church over the last this is the 37th year now that we're in so there have been times of intense challenges and, and immense rewards, probably too, actually, over the years, if we think back. Um, <laughs> there's been, been, been lots of amazing things that have happened. There's been lots of challenges too. And uh, those who've been with us for a long time would be able to remember some of those, those times. So, you know, the, Pastor Don and Pastor Robin's legacy does remain, and we really want to thank... You and Pastor Don, obviously, who hopefully is watching from heaven, he probably is standing there. And <laughs> um, just thank you for your steadfastness, your determination, your decision never to quit as well. And and I notice there's a, oh, I'm getting emotional now, don't normally do that. Oh, hold on, get it sorted out. Upstairs in the office, there is a don't quit. I'm, it's all right, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'll keep them there just in case. <laughs> um, the determination, decision never to quit. I, there is a—I um, don't know who made that either, Pastor Don or Pastor Robin—about don't quit, and it's in, in the in the office, up there. <laughs> but I think I'll probably leave that there. Actually, um, yeah, it's a good good reminder. Um, but also your wisdom and your love for the church too. So thank you so much for that and. And the fact that you continued after Pastor Don passed away and went on to Um, heaven—gosh, fourteen! This is the fourteenth year that we've entered into since he passed away. Gosh, that time goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, And yet, you've—it amazes me that through all that time, you've stayed immovable in your faith. And um, that's cool. It's been hard. It's not to say it's been easy, because it hasn't been, but uh, that's a real powerful testimony. So thank you for that. And uh, Peter and I, we're really blessed to begin our journey with lots of foundational things set in place. For starters, we're we're very blessed to have a really awesome um, mentor and Pastor Robin, and also uh, an amazing leadership team, um, fantastic wider leader team, and um, really great congregation as well. So we really appreciate all of you and uh, not only that, but we also have a building. <laughs> Praise God <laughs> Not like we did back in 1985 <laughs> And it wasn't until the mid '90s, I think that we actually purchased this building, so and it was a joinery factory back then, as some of you know. Um, so it needed a heck of a lot of work and changes and uh, so we, we just praise God that we're stepping in here with a building, which is a huge blessing, actually. Actually, I was thinking about that. We've got buildings, you know, and a beautiful preschool across the road, too. You know, what a, what a legacy of Pastor Don and Pastor Robin um, and all of the many people that have put um, time, effort, giving into all of that, too, over, over the time. So we really appreciate that. We're really thankful for the blessings God's given us, especially even at this time in, in our world where we've had quite a bit of upheaval, um, as you know, just in the world in general. So we're thankful to that, for that to God for that. You know, pa- being a pastor is not actually something I thought I'd be. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that on my um, list of potential career paths. <laughs> In actual fact, it took me a long time to figure out even that I wanted to be a teacher. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm a bit slow. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, that's okay. But, so I'm I, i, I I'm very thankful that God has um, placed that call on us. Um, it, he, he started talking to Peter and I about this uh, a few years ago, didn't he, Peter? And... And he said, Peter said to me one day, you know, well, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we end up pastoring the church, and I was like, oh, don't be silly. <laughs> I think, or well, something like that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's probably because of what I, you know, as a as a daughter of pastors, you, you know what goes on, and you, and you know what it's like, and you know what the challenges are, but... Uh, you know, God's been talking to me since then. Thankfully, and and my my thoughts on that have completely changed. So praise God. And and another thing too is that the cool thing is that when we spoke with, you see, the cool thing is that God talks to us individually about the same thing. And so he was talking to Peter, and and then he was talking to me, and and he was obviously talking to Pastor Robin because then when we eventually talked to her about that quite some time later she wasn't actually that surprised (laughs) so obviously God had been saying something to her as well which is really cool and something I wanted to say is that you know Pastor Peter and I are different to Pastor Don and Pastor Robin we're different but so we do look forward to adding our own flavour to Centre church and it won't be, we'll be building on what's been, what's been left for us and we're very thankful for that. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, Peter, Pastor Peter and I both wanted to say is that despite our best efforts, we may sometimes make mistakes, occasionally, <laughs> um, and we won't ever do that intentionally, obviously. <laughs> but we will always—we want you to know that we always will have the best of intentions and we always will want the best for you at Centre Church as well. So the thing is with mistakes, and I learned this really thoroughly as, as a teacher, is that as long as we reflect and make changes when we make mistakes, eh, that's, that's the most important thing for, me, for Peter and I and also for all of us. Peter and I do have complimentary gifts, which I praise God for. If we were all the same, wouldn't it be boring? And uh, so that that's really cool. You know, um, I think Peter and I make a really good team. Do you? That's good. Good to hear. <laughs> and while we will set the direction, you know, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will need the support of the leadership team and and Pastor Robin too. And we will need the support of the wider leaders and we will need the support of all of you, actually. Because we're in this together, you know. God's called us as pastors, but you're called as part of the church. And so, um, you know, God really has good things in store for us. And we need to work together as a team. So our assignment in God as a church isn't going to rely solely on Pastor Peter and I. It's actually going to rely on every single one of us in coming with an attitude of willingness to bring our individual supply and a desire to worship God together as well and a heart that's fully surrendered to him. That's something that God's been really speaking to me about, that uh, it's going to open doors and portals if we can fully surrender to God that's going to be a huge thing and we are in changing times as Pastor Robin said last Sunday so we need to be able to adapt as a church willing to embrace some change knowing that certain fundamentals in our beliefs never will change God doesn't change although things the way he does things changes so our faith will, will never change. You know, God sent his son Jesus to die for us on the cross. And, and he rose from the dead, making a way to redeem us. He made a way to redeem us and make us part of his family. So even if the world became darker, that would mean our light will shine brighter. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because when it get, does get darker, the light becomes more obvious and clear. <laughs> and I, I keep thinking of um, Isaiah 60, which says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Isn't that cool? God is so good. He, he wants us shining as lights. He wants his glory on us. And for that to happen, we need to have hearts that are pure for him, purely devoted to him, hearts that want to worship him, and hearts that are fully surrendered to him. So as a leadership team, and, and actually individually for Peter and I, um, God's been speaking to us a bit about where we're going to be starting this year. And I want to take us back for a moment to our vision, which is building a faith-filled church where people are passionate about living Christ-centered lives and in seeing God's kingdom expressed in our nation and beyond. So that's our that's our vision. Might need to learn that off by heart. I'm going to say it again. Building a faith-filled church where people are passionate about living Christ-centered lives and in seeing God's kingdom expressed in our nation and beyond. So I'm just going to break a little bit down for you. First of all, it's a faithful church. That's our foundation is the word of faith. And faith is is believing without seeing with our natural eye, it's it's believing, knowing that not just ignoring the circumstances, because if God says that something is is true, then we can believe it in that is our faith in that. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. It says that, Hebrews 11.6. That's impossible's an, an, an interesting word, isn't it? We have to have faith. So we really need to make sure that we stay strong in our faith. We really need to, and the way to do that is to meditate on the word of God. Meditate on the word of God and and stretch our faith the second point is that we'll be people that are passionate passionate about living Christ-centered lives are you passionate about living a life centered on Jesus are you are you that's good if you are it's fantastic are you living a life that's focused on him endeavoring to live a life that's holy and free from sin like he is because that—that's what that's about. It's a passionate, being passionate about living a life that's centered on Christ, and being focused on Him, and living a life that's—that's that's holy, like He He is. People that are passionate about seeing the God's kingdom expressed in our nation, and boy, that's, there's a lot involved in that, and it's about speaking the truth in love. Can include that. It's about doing practical things to help those in need. It's about praying for our nation as well and backing it up with action as well, corresponding actions like I was talking about a couple of weeks ago in James 2.17 and I think also verse 26 about how faith without works is dead. We have to have corresponding actions to our faith. We have to. So it's about standing up for what we believe in. It's about bringing the love of God into our job or our, 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 um, our business as well. It's not just Sunday morning stuff. It's about being obedient to the call that God's placed on you as well and being positioned properly in the centre of his will. So a couple of days ago, we had um, an opportunity to um, reach out um, Pastor Peter had an idea, let's, let's support the people down in Wellington that are protesting. And uh, now I'll just, in case you happen to be only listening to the mainstream media, then you'll be thinking that they are, it's, it's a very heated and tense and violent atmosphere. And I can tell you personally, I went there yesterday, it is absolutely not that at all. It is completely this almost like a festival atmosphere there. Um, people are just wanting to say that we must have freedom. They're just trying to stand up for our freedom, and they're saying they want an end to mandates and things like that. Okay, so because that's pushing a lot of people out of out of work. Um, but you know, I'll stand up for anything that means freedom. And no, it's true that a lot of those people aren't Christians, but boy, they'll make some pretty radical Christians when they do come to know him, won't they? (laughs) They, They'll be willing to do lots of stuff. And I was thinking, man, those people are going to be amazing once they find God, because they're going to be on fire, absolutely. Yeah, if they're willing to stand and stay in Parliament when the sprinklers are turned on and the grass turns to mush and they're willing to stay in the pouring rain for days and days, are, they're only doing that because the government won't even acknowledge anything. Anyway, I'm digressing. Apologies. <laughs> what we did was we thought, how, how can we practically do something to support? And so we put a call out for help to prepare, a Um, to prepare hangi to be able to take in to feed some of them. A very small number, actually, it turned out. We managed to put together 100 hangi, which we then took in yesterday afternoon, and they were gone in about five minutes. (laughs) And there were thousands of people there. So, my goodness, the the 100 was a drop in the bucket. (laughs) But we felt so thankful, and the people were really thankful, actually. They were really, really thankful. We had a lot of people, as soon as they heard the word hangi, they were rushing forward. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, they were, we managed to see a few of the people afterwards who were very, very grateful, actually. They recognised us because we were wearing high jackets, which are the only jackets we have that are um, <laughs> waterproof. <laughs> So we we were wearing those, and I think we must have stuck out like beacons or something. Had a few people... Pardon? Oh, did we? (laughs) Well, that'll be why. Should have had a cap on. (laughs) Yeah, so we apparently looked like the police. Um, But we weren't... We were giving out food. (laughs) But, yeah, we had at least three um, groups of people um, thank us afterwards and say... Thank you. That was absolutely delicious. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to uh, Pastor Peter, first of all, for coming up with the idea. Um, huia for jumping on board so quickly and being willing to do it. And Elaine, on a very, very close behind. It's just that Pastor Peter c- contacted Huia first. I think that's the only reason. Um, and to the people that came down to help as well. Thank you very, very much. Now, we do realise that some people might hold different views to us sometimes, but you know what? We just feel strongly that we need to bless people that are standing up for what's right. Uh, It's a form of outreach as well, you know? We're we're trying to stand up for the people that are... um, We're trying to stand up against the erosion of our freedoms, basically, and a segregation that's been kind of pushing people apart. And we're very um, thankful to have had the opportunity to do that. So, it's, so it's, it, you all had a part to play in that because it's your giving that makes it possible. You might not have necessarily helped prepare it or deliver it, but that's okay. Thank you to the people that did do that. Uh, but, yeah, we want to be able to do more things like that in the future. You know, we, there's lots of people in the Bible that stood up for what was right. But a really um, glaring example, that the, which is the, actually the, one, the main one that I thought of, I don't know why, was um, where Elijah stood up against King Ahab and Jezebel. And uh, they were serving and worshipping Baal. And, and if, if you don't realise, King Ahab was meant to be the king of Israel. Well, he was, but he, he should have been serving the one true living God but he was influenced by his wife, Jezebel, and, they, and started worshipping the Baals. And if you don't know what Baal is, it's all about human sacrifice and sexual perversion. So Elijah was very plain um, in, in, in what he said to King Ahab. And he said that what they were doing was evil in God's sight. And so we really strongly believe that when we stay silent, we are by default endorsing the removal of freedoms. You know, like, So If we, we, we need to make sure that we're, we believe that we mustn't stay silent because it's like sa- going along with it. And so that's, we're very, very strong on that, Peter and I are, and we hope that you are too. You know, New Zealand is a beautiful country, and and it's special to God as well. And we want to see this nation come to know God. We really do. And we might be a small church in in the scheme of the whole world, but boy, we can make a big difference. We can make a big impact on the people of this nation. So what are our plans? First of all, Our plan is for us as a church to mobilise and be ready to serve and bring our supply as and when needed. So what we did on Friday and yesterday is an example of that. So we know though that there's little holes that need to be plugged. (laughs) First of all there's probably quite a few of you that didn't even know about it and so so, and, and some of you probably would have been able to come and help, so we want to try and make, make uh, a way, a better way, for us to be able to let you all know um, about those things. So we're going to work on that pretty, very early on. I can see nods from Vicky, which is, thank you, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we just, we want to make sure that we're communicating really clearly with you, um, and we, you can decide, you, you'll know whether or not you can help us out, okay? But if you know, it's better than not knowing and then wishing you'd known, right? So that's one of those things that we want to be able to do. Another thing is too, and, and you know, that with the government, with the traffic light system in, in, in place and everything, it's, made, it's forced us to make some changes in, in how we do church, Right? And so uh, we were thinking, this, we can use this as an opportunity to be more flexible. So we, we can make sure that we're uh, being, thinking outside the box on how we can do church, first of all. Thinking outside the box on what we, how we can adapt, how we can be flexible, but still make sure that we're spending time worshipping God um, and honouring him. And doing, and doing all of that stuff. You know, so, so if we're able to be mobilised quickly as a church, I think that's going to be a really important thing, especially in this particular time. Like, say, for example, if we needed to make a sudden change without much notice to even our Sunday service about how we were going to do it or where we were going to do it or anything like that. If we can have a really good um, way of letting you all know, then that's going to help us a lot. So, so that's one of the things that I really feel strongly um, about is just making sure that we're mobilized as a church, ready to bring our supply when needed. You know, God's, God's preparing us for all sorts of stuff. We've been talking about um, maybe some midweek meetings or maybe some midweek messages. We've been talking about lots of um, ideas but I tell you what, God is preparing us as a church for the uncontrollable fire of the Holy Spirit which is about to fall on this land and God gave me a dream about that. I won't go into the dream but basically the meaning of that was that when, when the fire starts it will be sudden. It might smolder for a brief time, but when it bursts into flame, it's going to get out of control fast. And for, for the Holy Spirit's fire, that's not scary. <laughs> that's actually really exciting. <laughs> so praise God. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, so when that happens, we can do all the planning we want, <laughs> but uh, honestly, we can't we can't plan for the moving of the Holy Spirit, so, but we can, we can do what we can, and we thank you God and look forward to the day when that happens out of control, because Lord, we're looking forward to it. So our vision, part of our vision for this year is to have the strength and the courage and the boldness to mobilise and be ready to reach out to our community as and when the need arises. I gave that example for Friday, we also do a lot of food parcels and all sorts of stuff like that too. So we are doing some things already, but we want to be able to just um, go further with that. The next thing is uh, every member of our congregation taking ownership of the meetings and our services. So we talk about the glory of God falling in our services, but what each of us may not fully realise is that every single one of us directly impacts what happens on a Sunday morning. It's not just the pastors or the leadership team or the band that sets the atmosphere, although they help. Every one of us makes an impact and so I really want us to get a revelation of that we must come to church with the right attitude because if we come with stuff that's not good, that we haven't dealt with or whatever, that actually impacts on, our, on how God moving in the, in the service and I really want us as a church to take ownership of that because when, I don't know if you remember a wee while back, and I'm just thinking of one example here, when uh, Pastor Robin got up and you were getting us to pray for the nation, weren't you, I think? Just, I can't even remember when that was. Maybe later in the service? I don't remember when. But it was like everybody's heart engaged at that point, And we went to this whole new level in our prayer and in our worship. And, and God's presence was palpable in, in that time and that's where we want to be all the time and so if we can come with the right attitude and, and a willingness to, to, to be there and to give our supply that would be fantastic and that is that comes with a desire to worship God and it comes with um, simple things like being here for praise and worship you know making sure that you're here come come to the pre-service prayer you know because we have a beautiful time in pre-service prayer we really do and it sets the it, that's helped set the atmosphere for our service and I love it and Matt plays his guitar I love that it gives me an opportunity to to sing in tongues which I love so, yeah, and, and surrendering to God is such an important thing as well. I think we need a revelation of that, really, a lot of us. You know, it's a surrendering with our whole heart. So I want to just read a couple of scriptures to you. I know I haven't really read much at all yet, but um, if I just go to Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So that's what God's saying is that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And God's saying that's our reasonable service. (laughs) That's what we reasonably should be doing, which is cool. And I want to go to Matthew 16 as well. And verses 24 and 25. And Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So it's important. You know, we might have plans for the future of our own. We might have desires. But do you know what? When we're in God's will... He brings all of that anyway. And so that we need to make sure we remember that, that we don't need to go off seeking what we're wanting because God will bring it if we're in the center of his will. Anyway, God wants to bless us abundantly. Uh, okay, so the third thing is um, to see our church become a hub or a hive of activity. Okay, not just on a Sunday but throughout the week as well starting to see some signs of that already, which is great. So the purpose of that would be for connection and discipleship um, and even community outreach as well. So we've got, you know, we have got. Uh, we often meet down here on a Tuesday morning having coffee. We, there are ladies' groups, there's men's groups, there's studies, there's even ministry development course, which we've started up again, mentoring too. You know, I, I just want to read a couple of other scriptures to you. Um, 2 Timothy 4.2, which says, in amongst lots of other bits and pieces, but it just says, be ready in season and out of season. You know, so we've got to make sure we're ready to be able to come together as a church and, and do what's needed. Sometimes that's in a, without much notice, because those sorts of situations arise often without pre-warning. That's just the way it is. Uh, Also, I want to look at Matthew 25. Matthew 25. And I want to read verses 31 to 40. And it says, this is Jesus speaking, When the Son of Man comes in his glory with all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. So he's talking about what's going to happen in the future. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So that scripture is so important in what I was saying before about making sure we're mobilized and ready to go, but also in making our church like a hub of activity as well because it, even though there will be a lot of connection with us, because that's actually a really important part of church is, is the connection, and we're a family, and so we need to make sure that we're connected because it really helps a lot with um, things like offence. If you know a person well, you're less likely to be offended by them because you understand them better. And you understand where they're coming from. Because sometimes offence is just taken by the way something is said or, or done. And it just might be that you don't understand that person very well. And so if we know each other really well, then that's going to that's get rid of a lot of that potential stuff. And also, uh, you know, just the... the our, so what I was saying was that we, if we can mobilise and have our church as a hub, where we're connected and where we're providing a place even for community to be here. So I just wanted to share with you that we've got um, somebody who who has a choir, she runs a choir, and she, because of all of the stuff going on in the world, was no longer able to use, to meet for her choir where she normally is. She's actually a Christian woman, um, which is cool. Not, not a member of our church as such, but she's a Christian woman and she's had some connection with us in the past, with our, with our band actually. But she approached me and she said, I don't have anywhere to run my choir anymore. Would your church allow me to, ha- to have my choir at your church? And I said, absolutely, we would love for that to be done. And since I spoke to her, she said, she said to me the last time I saw her, she said, actually, I've been having some cool ideas because she wants, she's got her choir for adults and she also wants to start something for possibly younger people, but she's unsure. But she was saying to me, actually, maybe a gospel choir would be quite cool. And I said, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. So, it's just a, a, the beginning of something little. And I really, I really, the beginning, a little beginning for something potentially that could be big is what I'm trying to say. So, God is, God is doing some amazing things behind the scenes and, and getting us into a position where we can be, a, you know, have things like that running. So, I'm really thankful to God for that. So, our vision for this year is to mobilise, be ready to serve. Second one is we need to make sure we're taking ownership as a member of our church. Take ownership. Make sure that we're coming with the right attitude. Make sure we're bringing our supply. And, and make sure that we're coming with um, our hearts surrendered to God as well. Do you know what? When we do have a time... To- when we're worshipping God as a church when we're surrendered with our whole heart, it's during the praise and worship time, you know, a, a portal can open up to, to heaven and, and it, it can be a, a place where things can be released into our church. And if we can allow that to happen by the attitude that we have as we come, then that, that's what we want to see happen, right? That's really what we want to see happen. So another part of our, our vision is to focus on connection and discipleship as well. So I just wanted to uh, just give you a little bit of an outline of, of what we've got planned, and, and that's the main sort of focus there, really. So we're, we're just going to need a bit of strength and courage and boldness, I think, to get some of these things done. But God gives us a strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? <laughs> and how, where do we find the joy in His presence? It's in his presence that we find the joy of the Lord. And courage and boldness, all you need to do is look at the book of Joshua to see uh, about how God said to Joshua, do not be afraid, be bold and very courageous. So we need to make sure that we're making sure that that word is going into us. You know, Yes, God, you have made us bold and full of courage. So thank you, Father. I'm d- that's, that's it for me. I just wanted to share those, those things with you. So I'm just going to pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for, for this day. We thank you, Father. We're so grateful, Father, for Pastor Robin. We thank you, Father, for the years of dedication and unwavering service, Lord, that she's, she's, she's served you this time faithfully, Father. And we thank you, God, for blessing her, Father. We thank you, God, that she shall... <laughs> we don't even know where she's going to be going next or what she'll be doing. But Lord, we do know that she's she's uh, she's strong in her faith. She'll be mentoring Peter and I, Father, and we thank you, Lord, for that, that we have that. And uh, we just pray, God, for a really, just a blessed time now, Father, where we can, um, yeah, we might sing a song, perhaps. I just want to give, Uh, people an opportunity. If anyone here doesn't know God, and I'm not sure who's out in the other room either, but, you know, Jesus died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for you. And we've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. And it's that sin, that has separated us from God. But the cool thing is that Jesus died on the cross to create a, a bridge, I guess you could say, between us and God, to make it right again. And so all we need to do to make it right is to accept Jesus, that what Jesus did for us, and accept him as our Lord and Saviour. So I'm, is there anybody that's in that position? I'm not gonna be able to see people out out in the back, but I'm gonna pray and if you, I'd like everyone to pray this prayer actually. Okay. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Thank you Jesus I make you my Lord and my Saviour. Thank you for making me part of your family. Thank you for cleansing me and making me right with you because of what Jesus did. Amen. So, you know, God... If, if, that, if you have prayed that prayer of, um, for the first time or even if you've slipped back and you've just rededicated your life to God, please, we've got a um, pack for you, so please let one of the hostesses know or, or greeting team. Yeah, um, I'd like to give people an opportunity for prayer. If anyone wants any prayer, please feel free to come forward for prayer. And, uh, and then we can close the service. Now, one, one thing that we have actually got prepared today, which we'll just wait until the prayer's over, we do have a cup of tea um, in both areas. So, um, so we've got a cup of tea because I think that connection with each other is so important. And the, the only thing that's been bugging me over the last few weeks is that without a cup of tea, <laughs> you don't get to stay and talk to people And I really don't like that. So I know we normally never eat in the auditorium, but we are just going to have a... We won't be eating, but we'll be having a cup of tea or coffee at the back after the prayer. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know about that. Please feel free to stay and chat with people. Um, We'd really like you to do that. So while the team's praying, I mean singing, (laughs) or praying maybe... Uh, please come forward if you would like some prayer, you guys. That would be great.